Off the pitch. Fridays, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. It is SAFM on this Friday evening as we kick off the weekend. Kick off your shoes, let your hair down, unhook that bra, and let's get ready to relax into it. As you know, as per usual on Fridays, we focus on all things arts, culture, and lifestyle. And today we've got a little bit of something for everyone. Might I add that my final conversation in the second hour of the show today is about cannabis. And I've never seen my producer so excited to engage in a conversation before in my life. And that time, she is the most innocent of souls. So I don't even know what is exciting her about cannabis. Uh, anyway, our first conversation is uh, coming to us telephonically. They're proudly South African uh, company, 8 Consulting, a 100% black woman-owned company with uh, the hopes of growing in the business intelligence space. Um, also utilizing their skills, by the way, to teach and encourage Encourage young women in disadvantaged communities uh, to have an active interest in data and analytics. And she's joining me on the line right now, Mary Jane Guana, who is uh, the chief executive officer and founder of Aid Consulting. How are you doing this evening, Mary Jane? Hi, I'm very well. And you, Bridget? I'm great, thank you. How was your week? Uh, it's been very hectic, um, but it's been very fruitful. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's always lovely when an entrepreneur is hectic and fruitful simultaneously. Yeah, you 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 know, the busier you are, the better it is. You never want to be an entrepreneur with not much to do. <laughs> so, so it it does, especially when you're a small business like mine. It yes. does get a little bit. Um, it, it it's very very hectic because you're sort of trying to do everything at the same time alone. Yeah. Um, but 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 I'm grateful for the work that I do have. It's always welcomed. Beautiful stuff. So, Mary Jane, I know there's a significance to the eight consulting, uh, and it has a little bit to do with you reaching a point in your career where you decided, let's use the COVID word, you decided to pivot. Um, Tell me a little bit about uh, eight consulting and the significance Um, of number eight. Of number eight. So, so eight, um, the meaning of number eight is actually new beginnings. And, and when I started my company, I had recently just been retrained. Uh, this was two years ago in January mm-hmm. of 2019. And, and I had always, um, in my, in my 17 odd years in corporate, I had always known I wanted to start up my own company eventually. Mm. But you know, sometimes when you're in corporate and you've got the stable salary, it's very difficult to make that move because now you're going to have to be relying on yourself. Yeah. So when that, when that moment happened, I actually took it in my stride so much. I was so resilient during that time. I literally got up the following day and I went to register my company and I just felt like I knew this was the moment for me. So it is a, is a representation of, of new beginnings for me. And in your previous life, in terms of careers, were you always in the world of, of, uh, of, of data intelligence, always in the tech space, or was it something completely different? No, I was always in the tech space. So I've been in, I've been in IT. Um, I spent the bulk of my of, of my career as a as an ERP consultant. But a portion of my work always had a little bit, had a, not a little bit, quite a quite a good amount of data analytics and and business intelligence as well. But that was always the the aspect of my job that fascinated me the most and that I enjoyed the most. You know, so so when that opportunity arose, I knew that I needed to do that. I needed to do what I loved and I needed to do what I was passionate about. And that's exactly what I did. So for those of us who who are not in the space, Mary Jane, uh, help us understand the 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 acronym ERP. 
So ERP is enterprise resource planning. So those would be like your your financial and procurement systems. It's those sort of systems. Ah, I see. Enterprise and and resource planning. Resource planning, yes. And the business intelligence aspect of it takes data that you get in those systems. And it could be any sort of system really where you are holding data or or people are capturing data and analyzing that data and producing, whether you're producing reports or you're producing uh, dashboards, uh, because executives nowadays want to have dashboards on their mobiles, about the financials on the go and quick, you know. So, So business intelligence is about analyzing data in all of those source systems and then producing that in some sort of uh, graphic or visualization for users. I got you. Uh, in mm. case you're just tuning in, we are hanging out with Mary Jane, and she is uh, the Chief Executive Officer and Founder of 8 Consulting. Uh, we're getting to know her a little bit better and find out exactly what uh, she's uh, getting up to. So, Mary Jane, then you, you pivot and you register your own company and you do your own thing. Um, and how has the first two years been for you? And especially in this intelligence space, because I feel as though it's consistently evolving um, it, it's consistently adding new layers into it and infiltrating new spaces. But it's also one of those industries, let's just call it out for us lame people. The tech world is still something that some of us don't really understand, you know. Um, how's it for you as a young business woman owner in this space? Um, it's been very challenging. I have to admit, the first, um, my first, probably my first six months, Mm. I really didn't know if I was coming or going. And I think what helped me was that I really reached out into my into my existing network of of, of, of people and companies that I'd already done work with because I had already been in a tech space, you know. Mm. So I think it just made it like a little bit easier than somebody coming off and, and with no experience and with, with no existing connections to tap into. Mm. And that's exactly what I did. And I think uh, fortunately I was able to do quite a lot of work for Ituba mm. right in the beginning of my company and they put me on an enterprise development program where I got skills training to run my business and that that has actually been what made the difference in my life because I didn't really know what I was doing. I knew what I wanted to do. I was passionate about it. I was mm. technical. But the, the aspect of running the business was where I was actually lacking. And I was very fortunate to have been given an opportunity to, to learn those skills very early on in my, in, my, in my business. But to be honest, it will always be a challenge, especially being a woman in a technological um, in space. You know, it will always be a challenge. And I think it's going to take us quite a bit of time to get to the point where women don't feel like they're sort of left behind uh, when it comes to technology. So true. I mean, I, I, you know, I can't mention the number of conferences, you know, pre-COVID that uh, one would either be facilitating or attending uh, where we're talking women in the technological and intelligence spaces. Um, Because also people tend to separate them from other worlds. People tend Mm. to think that they live as in solitude. Meanwhile, they infiltrate every arena Mm. of business, even in broadcasting. Um, But women are often, we're not in the room we're not in the decision making uh, mm. table we don't have that 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 power and that capacity which is strange for me in a country that is majority female
female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so women have always been on the back burner, and I think that's why it's important for companies like mine who, that are run by young black women to, to, to be making a success of, the, of themselves, you know, because we need to be setting the example and, and, and fighting the fight, really, if I can put it like that, yeah. so, that so that we are heard, we are heard and we are seen in the space. Yeah. Um, so, Ituba, you mentioned that, you know, they, 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 they literally walked with you and journeyed with you almost from the beginning of, uh, you know, your first two years of business. Um, and they've taken it one step further now, if I understand correct, right? Correct, correct, correct. So, so we actually had an amazing award ceremony yesterday um, for, for, the, for, all the, uh, for all the small businesses that have been uh, granted funding. So mm-hmm. I was one of the lucky... <laughs> One of the lucky 82 uh, suppliers that got funding for my business, you know. And for me, that's huge because, like I said, you know, I've been running my business on my own for so long. And mm. um, I was finally able to to do, to hire my first employee. I'm so happy <laughs> to, to say that. Congratulations. You know? <laughs> Thank you. So, 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 so the funding that I received is really going to go towards assisting him and, and putting him on all the necessary training so that he is skilled uh, for, for this world. You know, and the training courses are sometimes quite expensive for a small business like mine to be able to afford. So I'm very grateful for that, that I can actually um, upskill the next person and upskill somebody else with, with the knowledge so that, you know, he enters the corporate world already um, uh, having sufficient, having, having been exposed to enough of the of the of the skills to be able to continue. So I'm very excited about that. Um, he's been with me now for two months. I think it's been yeah. Now, I've got to ask you, Mary Jane, because someone listening, myself included, will be like, oh, but Mary Jane, you just said 100% woman-owned, and then your <laughs> first employee becomes a he. <laughs> Why not actively and, you know, and, and sort of decisively go after another female? You know what, um... It was specifically him. It's because um, he had been an intern at Ituba. Okay. And, and really, it was my plan too. So he had been an intern, and I'd been mentoring him while he was an intern there. And really, my plan was to take him complete, you know. Yes. It's definitely still my plan to employ women. It's definitely still <laughs> in my plans to, to upskill women and to get them interested in data and information. But young black men also need a chance, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Okay, we'll let you get away with it just this one time because he was your intern. When we check yes. in with you again in like another 24 months, uh, he, might, yeah. he must be the exception to the rule. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You can hold me to that. Awesome, stuff awesome stuff um you know in terms of connectivity um i I recall in 2017 the world association of telecom operators actually ranked uh mauritius as the leader in in telecoms connectivity on the continent and then south africa's second but that doesn't necessarily equate to people being connected and and people using data services and data resources on a day-to-day basis right Mm, correct correct and what are some of those pitfalls you would say that that sort of prohibit, um, you know, just us common common man utilizing resources, digital resources, data resources, uh, to just advance ourselves and, and you know and, and better upskill ourselves. Mm. So the t- the biggest challenge in South Africa, from what I've seen, has always been the cost 
of, of this infrastructure and the cost of data. So men of the speed find it very difficult um, to, to utilize all the services because everything requires Wi-Fi, everything requires, you know, connectivity, and, and all those are not necessarily um, in, within reach for a lot of our communities and then outside of that they are they are inaccessible in terms of the cost you yes. know so i think those are some of the challenges that we are facing as a society in south africa that government needs to maybe step up and see how can we i mean i'm from Sibu gang um, yeah. and and when i'm at home there's actually no fiber that mm. I, I, so so you know um how, how do we get those those services into our communities, into our townships? How do we get access to everybody? Yes. How do we get that access to everybody at a cost that is manageable for the people? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, you, and as you said this, I thought, and yet every house in the hood has DSTV premium. Correct. Uh, Correct. But there's no fiber cabling anywhere. Which is very interesting. Okay, listen, Mary Jane, I mean, I wish you all the best. I think these are conversations that need to be had. One of my favorite people at the moment, um, he's in the space, but in a different sector, is uh, Mzamo, who is the head of Google Africa. And he's such an advocate for, you know, for parents to be conscious, and he's raising girl children, for parents to be conscious of raising their children in a digital space. Um, and for ensuring that they are skilled for to, to navigate the world of artificial intelligence and, and the world of tech, um, you know, and, and so proactively going out to look for, for resources and programs that are readily available and some of them are so free. Is there any advice that you can give to somebody that's raising a teenager right now or even a preschooler um, and you want to give them some advice in terms of ensuring that there are more women, particularly black women, getting into the, the, the intelligence space? Um, what I would say is that um, I think the first step is that as, as, as parents, okay, I'm, I'm not a parent, but, yeah. you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends are parents, you know, um, you need to really be on the pulse of also what's going on in terms of technology, you know, because how do you guide your child in the right, in the right um, direction mm-hmm. um, if you're also not on the pulse of, of what is currently happening, you know? So I think that's the first thing is it's important for a parent to be on top of what it is that's happening. And then, um, and then you know, with the companies like mine that are, that are trying to, to do the work in that, in that space, you know, we need to make available programs that allow young people to join get interested, go to schools and showcase the work that we do so that we get young people interested in, 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 in especially for me, in the mm. business intelligence space, you know. And that's definitely my plan. That's definitely part of my plan in terms of CSI, going into schools, especially around my area in the Val, mm. to make sure that I, I speak about the work that I do and the company that I've built so that it makes it accessible for young people to say, oh, okay, maybe this is a career path that is worthwhile to look into because look at how she's made a success of her company. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Mary Jane, congratulations on the launch of uh, 8 Consulting. Two years in and growing strong. Uh, if you Thank are looking you. for them, you can find them on Twitter at 8 Consulting Czar. That's a numeral 8. 8 Consulting Czar is where you can find Mary Jane and her growing team. Uh, we're going to take a quick one and then we come back and continue our conversation, play you some music and get this Friday kicking off on the right note.